So I did some, I mean, I'm not the Googler of the podcast, but I did some Googling. I've done zero Googling this week. <laughs> yeah. Again, I was out of town. And we are back with another episode of the Appalachian Farmcast. This is Cody Brabham. Thanks for joining us. What's up? Ryan McCartney, Dime Breed Ranch. And Tyler Rice from Pike Mountain Farm. So, exciting week. Uh, question mark, did everybody uh, have a an eventful farm week or just an eventful week in period? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, I was actually out of town for a couple of days, so that was a fun uh, little jaunt down to North Carolina nice. for the weekend. Yeah. Is that a farm trip? Nope. <laughs> pure no business pure pleasure um it was a trip to so i used to live down there for anybody that's listening and doesn't know that about me i didn't know that um for 10 years or something like that anyway um have a very favorite local brewery down there and i hadn't been they don't ship anywhere like they're very local they don't partner with anybody oh it's very like they control all their stuff to where it's it stays cold because all the, their beers like um, only has four ingredients, so it's very like clean. I guess you could say sure. it's unpasteurized. Um, what's the other word? Anyway, it's good. That's the other word for it. Yeah. It's good. Um, so yeah, I had been down in all town. It's called Red Oak Brewery. If anybody wants to look it up, take a trip down there. They have a fantastic like German style like lager house place, and then they serve some food, food trucks and stuff. So. Or if anybody wants to send you a care package. Or if anybody wants to just mail from North Carolina some, <laughs> some beers. beers. Like, yeah. Right on. So I went down there for that. That was cool. Got a little, uh, I almost, so I'm doing some research because I'd like to have a little like farm stay cabin, kind of off the grid little cabin at some point here at the farm. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like putting ideas together for that. Yeah. And um, we stayed in like a, it was basically a little shed that they had converted. Had a full on like garage door. They just like covered it with a blanket on the inside. Nice. And uh, as you do, it was decorated nicely. And but they didn't have um, like a restroom in there. There was like a portage on outside, and there was um, an outdoor shower. So like luckily this weekend it was nice weather, except for like in the morning when it, you went to go shower and it was like. 40 yeah and the water got like kind of warm oh no and it was like it was oh. it was like one of those things where like it's it's fine when you're in it yeah and as soon as like the breeze hit or like you step out of the water it's like all right it's, let's go back inside it's cold so yeah it was a fun trip so it was like an airbnb yeah it was an airbnb and they had like a horse horses next to it like a little fire pit and stuff so it was kind of cool you should totally set one of those up here yeah man i'm working on so really? i'm not working on it but i'm working on Thinking about working on mentally. brainstorming, it's yeah, mentally working. On. So I'm gathering notes because, like, you know, we had complaints and yeah. Every, look, every Airbnb I've ever stayed in has been a horrible place to sleep. The the beds and mattresses are just oh, really? terrible, trash. And I'm like, I that should pretty... be like the most important thing. Yeah, like I need this to sleep at night. <laughs> like, yeah, I could just left in my truck would have been more comfortable. So I find myself actively seeking those types of places out when I have yeah. to stay out of town now. I stayed at one last summer. Uh, it was on a little hobby farm and um, just a little log cabin type thing out in mm-hmm. the middle of a pasture field and goats, chickens, and 
couple cows were it was pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah, it's nice. usually like a little bit of a better yeah. kind of experience or whatever. So and we were like literally across the highway from the brewery we were going to, so I was like, that's super convenient, it's easy. Oh, that's nice. We don't have to travel anywhere if we're gonna be hanging out a brewery. We don't want to be like driving around town right. and all that stuff. So nice quick stumble back to the abode. Basically. Did um, you uh hit any of the biscuit joints down there that's what i remember about going down to visit you when you live there it was like we did actually a, a biscuit place every yeah so not necessarily other... a biscuit named place okay. but i went well, to I'll... i went to bojangles bow rounds mm. dude bojangles is so good and it's not we don't have it up here i've never had it. It, they don't have it out west it's just like a southeast <clears throat> southerly thing i think there's one in prince there is one in princeton i saw yeah. that on oh, the way back wait. up okay there was one, i did yeah, go there in did. fayetteville for a while and then it closed yeah I don't people know, I like, a different what, name what's going on here uh, yeah it Get was these good people out. it's the it's not i mean it's not good it's fast no, food still but like the fat. biscuits are actually really pretty good yeah yeah and then like the chicken's not it wasn't bad. It's, it's spiced. I don't know that so I've ever like had Cajun their, spice. Had their, well, I guess I had like a chicken biscuit, yeah. Yeah, like a chicken breakfast biscuit or whatever. Yeah. They're hash browns, what they call bow rounds. Bow rounds Those yeah. are my favorite thing. Well, anytime we're anywhere, they have one. It's like, I'm stopping. Gotta there. stop. It's yeah. bow rounds, yeah. Yeah. And I got coffee on the way out of town at Biscuitville. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I didn't, we didn't get any biscuits. Yeah. It was just like, wasn't hungry then. Gotcha. But yeah, as far as farm updates, though, that kind of ties in of like the stress. I'm sure you guys have experienced it. Cody kind of talked about it, what, last week or the week before? Um, planning to leave town and, like, leave your farm and, like, who are you oh, going to get to yeah. take care yeah. of stuff? And, like, yeah. I'm lucky because obviously my uncle's right down the road. So I'm like, hey, could you uh, watch everything and make sure, like, nothing <laughs> dies and nothing yeah. gets in, caught yeah. or loose? Or Well, you don't have – is there – do you have any cows about to calve or anything? Or when no, are the next ones due? We don't have any due till um, summer, like, well, late spring. They'll, okay. they'll be awesome. coming along. So we try to we try to breed in like July, August, and then they come through in okay. the spring. So your hens are your main demanding factor for a yeah, farm biggest thing that I had to prep for was like feeding. You know, I was trying to minimize work on him too. So I put my big, um, just big like free feeder up there. There's probably a word for that that I'm not thinking right now, but self big feeder self feeder gravity fed yeah, yeah. and uh i filled it full of like nine bags of feed before i left because i was like then i don't have to feed them until today actually so nice. um he didn't have to worry about that i was like just make sure they're good and collect some eggs and make sure they're not out of water was the only other thing yeah. So yeah that was good so the chickens did good he collected some eggs for us it was nice yeah it's good you don't have to worry about freezing eggs yeah. or water yeah and it, the weather was decent so i was like it's pretty low stress yeah um so then yeah i got home last night um Shoot, I got home at like four o'clock, maybe. And like, as I'm walking into my front door to unlock the front door, my uncle pulls up and is like, Hey, we got a problem. I'm like, Oh, nice. Welcome home. Back to reality. Here we go. So, yeah, it turns out we had a, we had a calf. It's probably, he's probably about eight months steer. Um, got in, like, got into the feeder kind of in it, like half. Mm. I didn't see it. Um, but he would already gotten it out, but it got its leg stuck. So when he found that it was stuck and like lamb, but his leg was still stuck in the feeder. So, uh, long story short, I think I have a steer with a potentially broken leg. Oh no. And so we got, we got him on the ground last night, you know, right then when I'm got him and loaded him in, brought him around to the barn. So he's here in the barn staying confined. So he doesn't move around or try to mess, mm. 
plus it was getting cold last night and I was like, he was already kind of shivering, I think kind of just from the pain and like, yeah. um, I'm not a vet, so I, I didn't like go, I didn't want to go touch it and squeeze it on it and cause any more pain last night. So I was like, let's just see it, but it didn't look good. So we got him in there. He's laying down. He's got a bunch of hay and we'll get him some, some feed and water and keep him in there for a few weeks here and see how he does. So if that, if it does turn out to be broken, you just go ahead and butcher He's not big enough. Not big enough. I mean, not really, no. How big are they at eight months old? I mean, this guy's probably 350, 300. Okay. So he's not that big. I mean, you could, mm. I guess technically you could, but you're just not going to get a lot out of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping. So I was doing a lot of reading on it because I'm like, well, you know, surgery is not worth it. No. Right. Unfortunately. Um, just because we're never going to make that money back then, right? If right. we butcher. Um, casting is like, but it's on his front leg, and like when they lay down, obviously it's kind of curled up, and it's like it's not really a good way to like keep it straightened mm. and casted. And then a lot of people said they've had really good luck with just keeping them confined, um, especially being young like that, their bones grow quicker. Yeah, and they're you know, as long as you keep them fed, and there's no risk of like infection or anything. So just keep an eye on them, see what happens. It's really my yeah. how much of an adventure right was it to to catch him. He was he was pretty he was chill. still caught. He was still no, right. he wasn't caught. He was in the field, but he obviously okay. wasn't very mobile. It was a front leg too, okay. so okay. He was like his, trying to put a little weight on it, but he was pretty chill. His Luckily, speed was altered. Yeah, so I just got him down and we tied his. We did the a lesson in uh, rodeo and we were yeah. some, see how good we can tie three feet together. Yeah, <laughs> keep him jump to off the side by side running. Yeah, but, where he's not going to freak out and run. So was right. he was small enough you could lift him in the back of the side so, by side? Well, what we did is my uncle's got a real low trailer. He uses like to haul stuff around Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that he pulls behind like his four-wheeler so it's small. Yeah. And so we used that and it, we only had to pick him up like it's like 18 inches off the ground or something yeah. like that. It was really easy. Okay. Well, it wasn't really easy. Easier. But it was easier than picking him up in the back of my side by side, which is higher than a lot of truck beds. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's the fun thing going mm. on right now. And then uh, we get done with this. I've got a big egg wash day today. Now that we're marketing every two weeks for the farmers market, it's okay. We're loading up on eggs quite a bit, so right. which is good. I mean, it's a good thing going into you know the winter where we're going to be going to the market and yeah. trying to just stock up. I'm getting rid of. A bunch of birds next week so it'd be nice to have a backlog anyway and yeah. um we're getting we got a new vendor in town so mm-hmm. we're starting to take some eggs to the village butcher oh nice over in uh suncrest yeah, yeah. we'll go at lunchtime nice. and get a sandwich because they have great yeah food i plan there. to make like yeah. a, have a double trip out of it to where i can go to maybe just trade him eggs for some waggy free food <laughs> yeah he's got all kind of great stuff in there so yeah, and he, I mean, he's a guy we went to high school with. I mean, he was like two years behind us in high school, I think, or a year behind. Head. No, I think he was two years behind us. Oh okay, yeah, pretty sure. Well, either way, yeah, they yeah. used to. So be. it's kind of cool to like be back home and like making connections with people that have yeah yeah obviously gotten older and grow businesses and, doing, and yeah are doing the same thing. So. And he's like a little ways in. I mean, it's not like he just opened. He's yeah, he's been there a little while. Um, probably going on like a year and a half or. Maybe move over too. I don't know, but yeah, he's got a good thing going out there. Yeah, and it's not—I mean, it's not going to be a huge, but you know, twenty, twenty dozen or so every week or two, probably. So yeah, but it's something. I mean, it'd be good to get started, get our name out there. Still, we're still—I don't—we don't talk about it as much, but like, we're still so very new. And you're like, however many years down the road in your process, Tyler? I don't know. What seven, six? Mm, like five. 
five. Like that. Yeah. yeah, and then Cody's been does a little different because he's not direct consumer yet. But yeah, we don't talk about our differences that much. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, that's my update. That's that's all that's going on right now. It's kind of busy, and I'm like, don't want to go out. I'm going out of town for Christmas too, so I'm like. That's one where I'm gonna have to like really prep and mm-hmm. I mean there was nothing my uncle did wrong. It's not like he can't prevent a calf from getting stuck in it. Yeah. It's not like he did anything. So mm-hmm. he was gracious to take care of everything for me and help me get him loaded into the barn last night. So Well it'd be nice you'll have a lot less eggs to worry about at that point. That's gonna be the big help yeah. for sure. And a lot less to wash when you get home so you can play with all your Christmas presents. <clears throat> I hope so I don't get many Christmas presents because <laughs> we're in Colorado and I'm going to have to like, ship them or fly with them. Yeah. Like socks. As I mentioned well, on our might Christmas take, episode. Take your truck and haul that wood chipper back if you get that. Yeah. I've been hinting at it, you know. I'm like, Elizabeth keeps telling me that she's not getting me a wood chipper. I'm like, dang. I'll just keep That's dropping hints. It'd yeah. just be a really good surprise when she does. <laughs> I mean, I remember when I was a kid and I really wanted an Xbox. And my dad told me for months, like, they're out of stock, can't get them. It was, like, the first year they came out, and I was, like, yeah. really into it. And then I had one Christmas morning. I was like, ooh, Santa's real, dude. Well played. Santa's real. Yeah, and then your poor He's dad doesn't up. get any credit. I know. Then I'm like, thanks, Dad. I appreciate it. Like, I do know that, I do know that it was my dad, not Santa. <laughs> well, speaking of less chickens. Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I have less chickens. I don't remember you having a plan to have less chickens. No. My, uh. My guard dog Maeve had other plans. Mm. Um, no. it, it just—I mean, there should, there might start being a section on Maeve um, growing pains with Maeve the Pyrenees. <laughs> that's what I should title it. Maeve's Maybe. mayhem. She, another oh, another wow. stinger. That's got a ring to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I mentioned I'd bought some of those ready-to-lay pullets. Yeah. And I only got six because I just wanted to get a few more eggs during the week to keep customers and. Me uh, and our family supplied, and uh, I noticed one day that I only counted five of them. I thought, well, that's weird. It happens occasionally. No big deal. Um, And then I looked down early one morning, shine the light down there, and uh, she has a chicken hanging out of her mouth. Oh. Which I've seen her do this before. Soft mouth. Carry them around, yeah. Um, Usually she'll just lay down. Throw her paw up over it, you know, kind of hold it there and just study it. What's a cuddy cuddle? So <laughs> I hollered at her. She dropped it, and I take off down there immediately. Um, and I walk right past her. Like she meets me at the gate, I ignore her completely mm-hmm. until I go down and I see that the chicken is dead. Oh, and uh, we had what in our circles referred to as as a uh, coming to Jesus meeting. Um, so where she was strongly encouraged to not bother the chickens. Um, and at that point, I regather everybody that night. Um, so I'm down to three of those hmm. laying hens. So she, I think, snacked on a couple. Yeah. Um, but I can only confirm the one. But since then, um, she's no longer on chicken duty. Yeah, there. It's. Um, I, I feel lucky to have gotten through the season with the minimal loss that yeah, I did. Yeah, like, very lucky. Because like yeah. I sold three birds. Was it four? Four birds to a a lady that comes to the market, and um, mm-hmm. 
she has a little backyard coop in town and like i think like the next day she was like uh would something got one of our birds it was like the very next day it's like i think it was a possum like uh, yeah i think sometimes people in town have more issues well yeah um, with all the cats and raccoons and, yeah just yeah and just, what do you do about it sure you know it's not yeah like it's like you can, can go out in the middle of the night with a gun yeah <laughs> do anything so so this occurrence had me uh as a necessity catch the chickens so my boy uh and i the other night went down and caught you know chickens off top of round bales on the tarps that i had covered in the hay we pulled them out of rafters um with the trampoline yeah <laughs> so how did you get up there okay off from it, the hay funny you should ask well no because they were that that would have been the easy way yeah. but the hay is on the two ends of the barn and the some of the chickens are in the middle oh boy so uh i leaned a pallet against my tractor and if you work for OSHA, please pause or skip forward <laughs> yeah. like a few minutes here. And just to get high, I mean, I took two steps up onto it, had my boy holding it. So I took my shepherd's crook, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, in true sheep farmer fashion here, I, I'm reaching up with the shepherd's crook and a headlamp <laughs> on, picking up, because you know how with any bird, if you pick up on their chest, you can get them to step up onto something. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, because I tried. I tried kind of bumping them from the backside to try to knock them off. Knock them off. Because then yeah. it'd be dark. They wouldn't walk away. I could just go. But they're really, their balance is pretty daggone good mm-hmm. when they're on a two before. Well, yeah. Like you move your chicken tractor at night and they're all in there. Just, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. funny yeah. and they don't fall off the roost. So once I figured that out, I did. I just picked them up with the hoop of the shepherd's crook and uh, slowly lowered them. And Huck thinks this is hilarious. <laughs> my my not. I wish so, you had video of it. I know. I'm lowering it down, and that <laughs> chicken's just... Quality content. Yeah, yeah. Could have I know. Videoed this. It would have been very poor quality, but I'm sure there would have been some humor in mm-hmm. it. Night vision. But, so we... Uh, and I, I'd never done this task either, but I watched some videos on uh, clipping some wings. So I clipped one side of each chicken's wings. Mm-hmm. I, I should clarify this for somebody that might hear it and doesn't know, but wings are the feathers uh, that we clipped don't have feeling in them yeah they're like fingernails yeah 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 so but it was the last you know it's the last seven or eight something like that feather tips uh, trim those down and just do it on the one side because then if they try to get airborne they just kind of dive bomb in a circle boomerang Um, yeah and and the the purpose of doing this so i'm catching them handing them to my boy He's holding them while I clip the wing. He's putting them in the uh, the coop, um, which we have a movable coop. So we load them all up, take them out, uh, back out of the barn, into the netting. And that's why I had to clip them because uh, this is – I like the heavier laying breeds, not these smaller – the smaller ones can get airborne. Yeah. Um, which I've been noticing since because they're getting out every day, and the big ones are just content – but so everybody's caught now in the netting, supposed to be laying in the that best nest box that's mm-hmm. built onto it, and it's kind of a none of these none of these chickens have ever done it. So I'm finding the random eggs on the grass, and yeah. Um, so it's a we're learning, but learning. mostly they're contained. So Maeve still has access to them, but uh, through netting, so she's not 
yeah. full access. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we did that. Uh, that and that's like we've talked about. It's slowing down for the season, so mm-hmm. you know sheep are on us. They're chilling out with their hay supply, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I got. Tyler, you got anything? Just status quo over at Pike Mountain. We're um, uh, in full winter mode, so just keeping waters full and de-iced, stuff like that. Um, Nothing big. They've been doing a lot of cleaning in the garage because kind of when folks come to the farm to pick stuff up, I can keep them outside of the garage and just run in and grab what they need. But then this time of year, they like, you know, it's raining or cold or dark, and they want to come inside the garage, so been doing a lot of cleaning yeah finding we, things i didn't know and like found my raincoat um this, this we're, we're hitting that part of the year where you're in that between stage where it's winter but it's not full-on winter so stuff hasn't frozen now any precipitation we get is mm-hmm. just mud it begins the bad process of just how bad am i going to make this over the winter time but yeah yeah and we're still early early on I did get, I forgot this, I did get the rest of my straw bedding brought in. Um, I sent y'all a picture of that, mm-hmm. but still waiting on some final hay bales. And I was telling the guys, man, it's, we need to get that done soon because otherwise I'll just be sliding down 500 feet of grass in my side yard to get it to the barn. Yeah. You need, so, it to, you need the ground to freeze at this I, point because it's yeah. going to be so muddy. Yeah. I, yeah, that's from years of working like timber industry and then oil and gas industry and any kind of construction stuff. It's just like everybody's always waiting for that freeze and it just never comes. It doesn't seem like, <laughs> dude, growing up out here, like I felt like it would snow or like on or before Thanksgiving and then it'd just stay cold and frozen like right. all winter. Yeah. Well, it was always deer season. And it's probably. You were thinking, well, I'll have a white covering for deer yeah, season and be, be able to see deer better. Yeah, but. And I, now it's non-existent i don't know i remember my first the first year i uh got on thanksgiving week of deer season like it was 60 degrees that day mm-hmm. i was only like 11 then so i mean i think maybe we just don't remember fact check it that me, way. Dude, don't fact check well it's like all that. anecdotal you no it's true it's like you just remember the you remember tyler winners remember tyler's role in this podcast. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> just shoot them down yeah <laughs> that's true uh, but i remember like i remember i know what you're going mean. to like feed and like of course, I, this one was really little, but I remember like snow up on my waist. I'm like, we don't get snow like that anymore. No. Like, like, no. We had one, well, uh, let's see, would have been 16 or 17. We were at our other house, and I remember throwing the kids in over two foot of snow that had accumulated. Mm-hmm. I remember trying to dig the truck out for work and everything. But yeah, it's those are few and far between now. No, yeah. for our for our area. Thankfully, having a farm and way more responsibilities, and I'm glad we don't get. <laughs> yeah, snow. when you're yes. a kid, often, I was yeah. just stuck at grandma's house. I'm like, yeah, well, I snow, re- let's go. Yeah, I remember yeah. play uh, in high school, getting snowed in at your house one time for like oh, three right. or four days. That's right, it was bad. Yeah, I think I took you home on the four wheeler. My dad was really mad, or was going to, or no, maybe I took I you home in the van. I don't remember, but yeah, it was bad. But I remember being mad that I took you home. Like didn't I don't think I told him. I'm like, what? I got a driver's license and it's like really slick though. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a coming to Jesus meeting? No, luckily. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, where my parents live, it's a steep, nasty road. That road was yeah. rough. I've walked up it many a times in the 
slid from, slid down it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been in yeah. a ditch all over that place. So yeah. But uh, so yeah, just wintertime stuff. That's about it. So we ready. we started this trend last week talking about some. Is it a trend if we did it once? So we're gonna do it. Again, I'm. So yeah. Uh, what's what's the I'm I'm forecasting. Foreboding. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Foreboding. Play new bad at this. <laughs> it's like some bad's about to happen. <clears throat> So to to carry on with uh, which I enjoyed, I don't know about you all. I definitely don't know about anybody that listened, but enjoyed some talk about some ag related articles. Which uh, I mean, one thing that we briefly discussed um, off microphone that we could kind of give, uh, even if we don't know much about it. So there's this Prime Act, yep, um, being discussed, and it gets discussed every couple few years and uh moving at the rate that a lot of things that the government do move it's still current um well there's there's it's topical some big players out there that don't don't want to see it happen i think is part of it yeah so to to someone who doesn't know and this was sadly this was me up until a week or so ago um the prime act covers the regulations stopping custom slaughterhouses from being able to process uh, meat for resale, basically. Right. So the basics of it would be that to, so any, I mean, let's ignore poultry. Uh, so what do they call it? Like let's, the amenable let, species, is that what they, how they say it? Something so like pigs, that. cows, sheep. I think that's it. It's like a room, like ruminants. Cattle. Pig sheep, yeah. Well, like not bison, so it'd be not like ostriches, not gotcha, meat, like gotcha, the gotcha. Our considered exotic, that are exotic yeah. yeah. Our three main enterprise, one of our main enterprises that we all kind of represent, well, uh, and yeah. being able to sell. How do we legally be able to sell it to the public? And that's for us here in West Virginia. We have to have either state. Uh, inspected facilities or a federally inspected facility, right? And the it has to be for us to be able to cross lines and sell it. It has to be a federal, um, but if we just remain in state, it can be a state facility. But anybody from West Virginia or surrounding areas knows you see a lot of these signs, especially around deer season, popping up for custom slaughterhouses yeah. and, and the ones that do just deer. That's a totally different thing, too. Yeah. Um, so those yeah. places are out there. Um, There's a lot of what they call custom. Yes. shops out there a lot but, more and they can so i can take them a lamb or 10 or whatever and they can butcher it for me it's no problem i just can't sell that meat you can't but sell the meat you can sell as it. a licensed meat distributor in the state of west virginia i want to be able to sell meat uh outside of my own home but then uh, that means using a different slaughterhouse and what we saw a lot in the in the time frame of covid was Places shutting down, uh, prices going sky high, backup in the mm-hmm. scheduling mm-hmm. became insane. This is when people were having to schedule a year in advance or even more. It's still that way. And it's still, yeah, it's still backed up from it. So this Prime Act would give some relief to that because it wouldn't require these custom slaughterhouses to sell the meat, but it would give the option. Yeah, so it's right, just no longer yeah. forbidding it. Right now, you can sell like a whole or half or down to the quarter. I think it's as far down as you can go. 
of an animal, like a person can buy it before you take it to the standing in the so field. it's theirs because yeah. the whole letter of their idea of the law is that you can only take animals you own right to these places yeah, right. so if the customer buys the animal before it's slaughtered then they own it correct that's where they draw the line and that's where they figured out it's not exactly how it's supposed to have been but it yeah we got that far as farmers and consumers so but when you do that, then that package has come back and is stamped not for resale. So you can't right. sell those right. at that point. Like we couldn't take those to the farmer's market. No, we, yeah. That, you know, yeah. get shut down. Um, and that's what they're, this Prime Act is trying. One of the main things they're trying to do is to allow you to those custom to be able to resell that meat, essentially. You know, one of the stats that I saw in, in reading up on this, I think they said uh, – 50 there's about 50 slaughterhouses in the United States that handle I think they said 98% of the in country meat that's processed it's a lot of a lot of meat yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and I mean lot. just the amount of I mean you got to think if it's those are handling that big of a scale think of the travel time that people are spending getting these animals and on a small production scale i know for me specifically the the federal butcher that i take lambs to is an hour a little over an hour away and that's i'm not at a big enough scale that i can take a trailer load yeah of lambs so i'll, I'll take anywhere from one to three animals at a time yeah. well so it's an hour plus there an hour plus back to drop it off and then an hour plus to pick it up an hour plus back so we rack up a lot of time in it and then in addition to that the prices have going up along with everything it's yeah not, sure i mean yeah. they're just passing along the prices they're getting yeah. yeah so it's it's becoming harder and harder to keep up with you know one of my favorite things uh with farming is being able to help other people supply them with clean healthy meat i think we're all in agreement with that right um but it's just i mean restrictions are they're real and they're challenging and to try to make it you know uh we look at this podcast as a potential like there's the homesteading aspect of it there's a small scale aspect of it but there's also i mean all three of us are trying to make some money with it with the farming um so we've got all three of those audiences, uh, and, and it's just trying to find a way to get that product out where it doesn't break anybody up completely. So yeah, it, it's yeah. something I'll encourage anybody listening, if this sounds important to you at all, look up your senator for your area. House of Representatives where it's at now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It has so been, yeah. make some calls, reach out. Um, there's even a lot of these instances, there's pre-populated forms that when you... You know, you can get on board with an organization and they have everything filled out. And you basically just go in and say you're on board with it. You can e-sign their documents or whatever and they email it right over. Um, <clears throat> but we got to speak up if we want any type of change with it. Yeah. Just to clarify, we're saying we're in favor of. So like that way yes. people don't yes. write in and say... <laughs> Right. Yeah, stop. Let's stop the prime act. Yeah, yeah we, no. I yeah. would, as a small farmer, we should definitely want to see this happen. Yeah. Um, and another good organization to get a part of too, if you're worried about access to this kind of 
product uh, is the Farm to Consumer Legal Defense Fund. Okay. They work on yep. a lot of this stuff, you know, so they're kind of a go with like just attorneys and things that will help that help work on this stuff. And you get a lot of information about it from them, too. But yeah, because even looking back to the peak of the, the the whole pandemic type thing, it wasn't, you know, we heard a lot about food supply shortages and everything. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that there was a shortage. You could have gone to any number of local farms and the food was there. And and this act covers the uh, uh, the block that was keeping it from being able to get to the consumers. Yeah, it one, it takes one of the big hurdles out. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. no, that's good. And I think it's something we need to talk about more. Um, I mean, there's all kinds of other things with it too, with product labeling stuff. I think stuff is associated with it as well, like the product of the U.S. thing right. they got rid right. of oh, than yeah. they have now, but can be animals that are actually grown in New Zealand. Yeah. And then brought here and cut up into steaks and then they become product of the U S yeah. It's like, or they, or they've, I've heard that it just repackage, like they could already even be cut up and they can repackage it and label it product of the U S. Yeah. So random. What we're saying is find a local person and buy it direct. Yes. Yes. And then the, but get around this hurdle here is us, but yeah. Random fact to tie into that, 80% uh, of the lamb consumed in the United States comes from either Australia or New Zealand. Oh, I believe it. 80% of it. It's crazy. I mean, go in any grocery store and the small amount of lamb that they have in that grocery right. store, that's it's, where it's from. Yeah. Yep. It's, yep. Says that. it's not even that it's bad. Like, them, they do a good no, job of grazing it. Yeah. But it's like, why wouldn't we want it here? Right. Like, why are we importing that? Right. Right. And it, this, it, this topic for, <laughs> for me could go... I could get into the weeds here because like, you grinding your teeth. Like, I know. I'm like, <laughs> look, man. Like, I like I'm in favor of customer cons- customer vendor relation. Sure. And like, if I the barter system, if I want to hand you something that I want to sell you, and you agree to it, yep, yep. It's nobody else's business. Well, and it, it goes out <laughs> like, to. I'm just very like leave the government out of this. Yeah. I get like cleanliness and sanitation. Sure. And, you don't want people getting sick, which sure. we don't. Like, why would I want to sell something that I think potentially is going to make somebody ill? Yeah, yeah. I have a business to run. But, like, I want yeah. you to – I don't want to jump through all these hoops. Like, the government's not here helping me raise these cattle. I've right. never seen them here doing anything. So I'm like, well, get yeah. your fingers out of my pie. And there's – so there's exemptions to it. And one of the ones Tyler kind of – said you know not regarding poultry poultry is one of these exemptions and that's something that people had to fight for and, you know it was before sure, our time farming sure. but uh so yeah now you can process poultry on farm up to a certain scale and it's like a thousand birds and then different record keeping for twenty thousand. it's different every state that's what i was gonna say it's, it's a federal, federal thing yeah. but the states have the choice to do it so some states only they cap at the thousand some states go up right, to 20 right but it can't be any more than 20 and that and there's some of these bigger farms that are running into that twenty thousand bird issue which sounds like that's a lot but that's where you're headed right <laughs> no <laughs> that's next year 2024 <laughs> that's 24 goals yeah no i don't think so but i mean it, well we're not processing on farm anyway because True. we have a poultry processor that's pretty close that we really like but I mean, I'm you close have in the grand scheme. You have things. the equipment to process, and you have we can, and we have, yeah. But it's it's a job. Yeah, processing poultry is. is a job. Well, you've you've got the equipment too. Something that you're able to do, and you've done before, I believe, is those on the farm workshops. Yeah, showing people how to do that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think yeah. there's value in that. Like, absolutely, knowing how to do some of that stuff 
on your own, like growing up butchering our own deer and butchering our own cattle is invaluable now when you're like, well, if something happens, you know, who knows? Like there's all kind of crazy stuff happening in the world, but if like right. everything shuts down, you yeah. go, okay, well, at least I know I can get a steak and I can, I know what part and where to cut and yeah, like yeah. ribs are easy. You can find the ribs. Yeah. A lot of people don't know where, like, how do you get a brisket or how do you get a roast or rump roast is probably the easiest. Yeah. Right. It comes yeah. out of the, the behind. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. And that's why we bought all that processing equipment was, I mean, I'm not saying I was a, you know, I was, saw what was coming, but I mean, listening to podcasts like No Agenda and them talking about things that are going mm-hmm. on reading the news like when you know two weeks to slow the spread happened and I, yeah. you know you weren't wasn't that they were stopping people at state lines but there was talk there of was it, talk of that things like that so it was like okay well i gotta drive through two states to get to our poultry processor so what if i can't <clears throat> do that yeah and there's no way you would have been labeled what they called essential yeah to say, like, this is essential for me to go do this. Right. They'd so, be like, no, turn it, around. You know, right. it didn't come to that, but it it got scary close. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so those are just things to consider. I mean, it's not. when it's an ever-developing thing, too. So we'll try to keep up with any updates that we hear on it and bring do to we you know? all. But encourage everybody to. <clears throat> do Tyler, some. you probably do. Maybe, Cody, you've done more looking into it. How many times this has been attempted, the Prime Act? Because it's not I've just been hearing about it for a long time. I don't. I, that's a good question. It's like they've tried it a couple of times and it's failed. Yeah, it's been getting. Now we're back there again. It's been getting some steam again since about 2020, 2021. And yeah. uh, I think a lot of people are starting to look and want right some form of localized production yeah. instead of like just always relying on Walmart's going to have beef. And then you're like, I don't, I don't know where it came from. Right. There may be economic factors well, where you're like, I don't care where it came from because I can't afford right. to buy it anywhere well, else. Like, that's I just need the cheapest possible thing. The but, point of this, too, is yeah. that if as farmers we can use these custom processors that are considerably cheaper to use because they don't have to have True. a state or federal inspector there all day, every day, have separate bathrooms for all them, all the regulations that come with all that. But they are still inspected facilities. I mean, yeah. that's what. But they're not there all day, every day, right? Like every right. animal. It's right. You got to to run know. it as a business and for it to be, you know, keep their certificate to operate. They are subject still to inspection. So it's not like yeah, a dirty, unkept. You know, it, they're all still right. Right. It, it'd be a good thing. We, we should we should all be in favor of this Prime Act and. Well, if we have any listeners that want to like just fund a completely independent abattoir, yeah, abattoir, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, I'm not 100 percent sure. I see the finger roll he did on it. Yeah, did you see that? I'm glad we're not on video right now because I'm like I was really racking my brain about how I was going to say that butchery, butchery, yeah. butcher shop. Yeah, um, and we could just it'll be the Appalachian Farmcast abattoir. Yeah, yeah. the well, AFA. We might run into an issue. There's one that's very similar name to that in our state already oh, without okay. the farm cast part yeah. in the middle. But in uh, oh, but it's up. two and a half hours from here. So Yeah, well, if we you know. do it right here across the street, central location, yep. do all our own processing. But yeah, so I mean, I, <coughs> I think anybody, I mean, Cody is the one who lives on a country club, so maybe he can come up with some investors. 
I don't live <laughs> on the country club. <laughs> he just visits there my, and admires boy their to learn some golf. <laughs> so yeah, I'm basically uh, I'm drives, not gonna drop that. By drives way. his green tractor over to <laughs> play a few holes with. <laughs> Sounds like a George Jones song yeah, with a trailer load of netting on the back. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> but so I do have a couple other articles too. If you want to, not that that was yeah, that's I've been based on you. some articles, but um, so I felt as if Cody was left out last time, so we didn't have any articles about sheep. Mm. So I like where um, this is going. So I did some, I mean, I'm not the Googler of the podcast, but I did some Googling. I've done zero Googling this week. <laughs> yeah. Again, I was out of town. It's hard to Google when you're driving for five hours. Yes, please don't Legally. do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I had this article, which is just a quick one we can talk about. I don't know. Um, so CNBC has said this was from back in November, but we didn't talk about it. So Australia has too many sheep and farmers are giving them away for free. So road trip. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think that's <laughs> possible. <laughs> that's true. I, mean, I, wonder, I wonder if that's tied into uh processing as well. Uh, maybe. So key points, Australia's mutton glut. <laughs> That's, funny. that's a good. That's a yeah. good line. Yeah, and prices like uh, tumbling, and some farmers are compelled to give their sheep away to save costs instead of rearing them on the farm. They could probably write it off. Yeah, I guess so. So driving the sheep flock is uh, three. Well, let's see. Oh, it's it, they're saying that a lot of it's because of the three-year low in rainfall. Oh, okay. So, oh. Well, we saw that here stateside. Um, I think it was mainly in Texas and places out wet was it this year or last year that uh people were offloading their flocks and their herds and everything just to get numbers down yeah. and i think that out happens. west i think it's pretty normal to yeah. you know that it's not a big i don't want to say it's not a big deal to them but it's not abnormal to uh fluctuate their numbers too yeah they usually are prepared better for drier conditions because yes. they're used to it right we're around right. here we're like it's normally normally it's going to rain at some point yeah i mean we're yeah. we're in a like borderline rainforest area here um yeah i mean it rains a lot so we're really fortunate for that i mean you get guys when i worked in the oil and gas like that would come in from out west and work on pipelines and stuff yeah. and they're like it's like a rainforest out here yeah, it, it rains every day dense it's so green and you yeah. know, um, but so one of the things that is causing this, I'm just skimming this article, is that the prices on mutton, which would be you know full-grown sheep meat, uh, has went has slumped seventy percent in the past Oof. year. Wow. So really, I mean, kind of to go back to what we were talking about with being you know selling directly to consumers, we uh, these farmers in Australia or ranchers or whatever they want to refer to themselves. Um, are price takers at that point. Like, mm -hmm. because, you know, you get to a point where you have so many animals, you can't, you know, most farms are not selling directly to the people that are eating. They're selling it into the commodity market yeah. essentially. So that's what's happening here. I think, you know, whereas somebody like any of the three of us, you know, we're basing our pricing on, you know, people ask me sometimes, uh, that are more in the, you know, I don't know how you say it, but like traditional, ag, well, I don't know, but like commodity ag type yeah. thing. They're mm -hmm. like, what's the, where you're relying on you this, know, how's the your broader price? They asked me like, well, how's the price of pork right now? And I'm like, 
I have no idea. You think mine is I the same? Mine is what it needs yeah. to be to make it work to here. To sustain, yeah, um, the operation. So that's, you know, different. I mean, it's just different setups and different things. But that's part of what is fueling this problem. Yeah, I watch, um, I'm sure you guys have seen RFD TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And anybody listening, it's it's fun to watch. But then, like, they get into these news shows where they're like, yeah, the price of wheat's up. And it's like, right. Or the price of, they'll do pork and they'll do beef. And you're like, it doesn't directly. Now, if I'm buying, like, I mean, whole cows, would that wouldn't be one thing. But, yeah, like, right. Yeah. I'm like, no, I mean, it's I, just interesting. I Different. do get concerned over grain prices, but even like, I don't know, we'd have to talk to him at some point about it, but or we get buying our feed, you know, he's growing most of his grain. So I was curious, like how the commodity grain market affects his pricing, but I'm sure, you know, the same things that would make it go up would make his go up. Sure. You know, diesel costs <clears throat> and all that stuff. But Oof. Wow. so... And then I have another sheep-related article. Whoa. Feel, feel now like, I feel left out. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I feel like I should say, though, that that you said it was Australia? Yes. Well, if anybody around West Virginia wants to give away some good quality Katahdin sheep, make sure you reach out to me. Yeah, you're not just going to take any old sheep. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm picky. I would. I'd yeah, probably I'd take them. You want them? Be. Yeah. Call Ryan. Not yours, but. I mean, I do want yours. Yeah, I was going to say, you Eventually. Want. <laughs> we'll get there. If you want the best. That's the first little hinkling that he said. Hinkling? Is that the word? I don't think that's it, but. I think it's inkling. Well. <laughs> I, uh, it's the hick talk in me. <laughs> it's the hick way. The hick uh, inkling. Uh, <laughs> <on> inkling. <laughs> well, that's, that's the first hint of future sheep talk for dying breed ranch. Yeah. They're um, not on my, they're not on my logo. Pigs are, which I don't have. I know a guy. And so I got to go to pigs. Pigs is the next plan. And then sheep can come along later. Okay. I want to okay. weave my own socks. I, so I need a different breed of sheep. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. Whole nother, I don't yeah. actually want to do that at all. It sounds terrible. All right. What else so you got for So News Channel 9 out of, it says Washington, uh, but I think this is Washington, Georgia. I don't know. This article seems to be from Georgia. So there was, let me just read the headline here, from December 5th of this year. Uh, Great Pyrenees that killed eight coyotes to protect sheep now nominated for Farm Dog of the Year. I did. I did see that. Heard about it. Um, did you hear that story when it happened? No, I didn't. This is the first time hearing about it. And this it sounds a, like a dog you need. Yeah. They have a picture of this dog. <laughs> Teach Maeve a thing or two. This dog is named he a Casper. Yeah. He's not and a friendly ghost. It's got the whole... Oh, he's a rough-looking guy. It, yeah, it's got the husky eye type thing. Yeah. It's got one husky, mm-hmm. there's baby a, it's blue like, type eye, um, a normal one. I think yeah. that's called like heterochromia or something like that. Okay. Like a, the scientific word for like the two sure. different eye color. I used to work with a guy so, with two different colored eyes. Yeah. When this happened, I could be speaking out of turn, but I, I believe that dog was less than two years old when it did that. Took down... Seven or eight of he, them. He was a eight, quick learner. Eight and is what it said, and there was there was eleven coyotes there. Which okay, my question: Who's there counting them, or do they have a camera on it? Oh, so now you're a non-believer. No, no, no. In I'm, dog? I'm a believer. In I the thought Pyrenees. Tyler was the one that had to shoot <laughs> yeah. down on the. I just I'm curious how they get the exact number, but nonetheless, I, I mean, mean, I think if a if a guard dog, you know, I think it's got its hands full with two a, or three, a couple, yeah, I would think. Eight. Here's the other thing. So it's a beast. Casper named for the friendly ghost. Um, oh, so this must have happened last year, and then he's being nominated this year. 
so the oh, articles pop yeah. back up. Okay. okay, gotcha. I think um, he sustained some uh, yeah, injuries he almost, that slowed him he, down for a while. He almost uh, died, yeah. But um, Which makes was, sense. I mean, you're going to be yeah. in a fight with yeah. a herd of coyotes. Yeah. A pack, I think. Somebody I almost said flock, yeah. actually. <laughs> and I was like, that's not right. Um, so he... Uh, they were, he was also protecting the other Great Pyrenees who was pregnant at the time. What a guy, Dang, dude. What I a mean, guy. If this dog does everybody, not win Farm Dog of the Year, I, yeah. where do we is vote? It, can we vote? Can yeah, we, I was going to say. All right, everybody Google it. Casper the Pyrenees, how do you make him Dog of the Year? Yeah. I'm going to write it down. Casper the not-so-friendly-to-coyotes ghost. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I'm, I would be lying if I said I didn't, like, I don't know what the right word is, dream or like fantasize sometimes about going out in the, like to check on the animals in the morning and seeing that something our great Pyrenees, good. that our Pyrenees has killed something right. in the night to like yeah. protect the, I'd be like, and not yeah, like that a girl. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Mine's real good at killing. Yeah. 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 And I just, just got to figure out which animals to kill. So I, you know, I just, it would be a nice confirmation that like, well, sure. I mean, <clears throat> we don't have predator issues as far as, you know, my guess is but like those. I think she's keeping them out. We're like free ranging, more free ranging. Yeah. There's probably not electric netting, which we are fortunate enough to have, and yeah. does a pretty good job. I mean, I've heard stories of this electric netting keeping like bears out. Oh yeah, bears don't like electricity. That's what I've electricity. Heard. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the podcast of wrong words today. <clears throat> you know, um, yeah, no, that's uh, that's an impressive feat. Uh, oh yeah, no matter what. But uh, there's different breeds, actually, that... So the Pyrenees is really known for, um, well, from what I've seen barking and heard anyway, there's <laughs> a lot of barking yeah. involved. But there's other breeds that are more go to the action, you know, seek the animal, the predator out to take care of it. And from what I've seen and, and heard, the Pyrenees is more of a stay with the flock so, you know, if your operation's looking for that, you can find a dog tailored to, you know, my small operation, I need a dog that doesn't want to be on a huge range of... Yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, that, I mean, I I know a lot of people that have Pyrenees that are like, I don't know how you can have one of those dogs. Like, ours just jumped every fence we had and yeah, off and well, was gone. There's... And our, I mean, ours is pretty. She's... She got zapped by electric netting one or two times, and she won't touch it. She's pretty content, you're saying. Yes. Ooh, nice. How'd you come up with that Thank name? Thank you. We never the, talked about The boys that. named her. That's what I thought. And yeah. you, Maeve? Where'd Maeve come from? Did we My talk wife. About? Nice. Yeah. I. Uh, she was cool with the oncoming guard dog, so she got to name it. And I'm. that's fine with me. Yeah. Because, and like I've said before, with the uh, when new lambs start coming and the kids want to name them, They'll say, Dad, what do you, what do you name them? Uh, and I just recite its tag number. <laughs> so if if they if Courtney wouldn't have named Maeve, then she'd have probably just been Dog or. Um, There's a great. I'm not going to think of the name of it, but there is a great John Wayne movie where his dog he just it's Dog. He yep, just yells, yep. calls a dog the whole yeah. time. I had neighbors growing up. They had a dog. His name was Named Dog, dog. Mm-hmm. and he would follow us around like you know neighborhood yep. dog. How was his name? Dog. Was I think it's dog. Big Jake. It if you want to look that up, I think the movie oh, Big yeah. Jake. Yeah. Um, naming real quick. Mm-hmm. I was very adamant. Like, do not name cattle or calves because then you get 
<clears throat> more attached. Yeah. We now have like six named cattle. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, I know it's you the, have Dodger. It's the, well, Dodger came pre-named. That was yeah, cool. Yeah. And then um, when I bought uh, some brood cows, one was already named. What was it named? That was um, Rita. <laughs> That's good. I was going to guess Belle. Rita, so then her, Rita Blue. And then her two cohorts, so we bought at the same time. One, the two that are red are Margot and Rita. So Margot, Rita. I thought that was. Uh, we thought we were clever. Uh, and actually, the other one was named Ruby already. So we already had Ruby and Rita. And then yeah. another one I bought from a guy was already named Ella. So we named. We were just stuck with it. Oh, do they know these names? They actually, Ella does for sure. Really, she'll actually kind of come, and she's super friendly and yeah, seems to kind of know her name pretty good. And then. Um, <laughs> we had a calf down here that we named Quitcher. Just long story. We'll get into it off air. It's not as friendly of a name. <laughs> okay. Take that, people wanting the inside tracks. Maybe we'll release it on a bonus episode. Or Maybe. Okay. Maybe. But yeah, well, I think. I mean, I, I think we don't need to uh, do any more articles today. Um, I have one about a bighorn stuck on a roof in Colorado. Which is not, oh, it just, <laughs> it's not related. Laugh, but it's a pretty funny story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they had to do a rescue. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, I we can jump into uh, you know what are you listening to? What are you watching? I want to include things like that in here too. I uh, still haven't watched the Johnny. It makes Cash, me feel like you're watching uh, something important. Gospel Road. No, I actually just watched a few videos, which is a couple I sent to you guys about the Prime Act. Kind of nice. get myself up to speed on that. Yeah. More so, um, so yeah. And then I just been listening to a lot of uh, No Agenda, the podcast. Nice. I really enjoy. I feel like it. you come in waves with that one. You like you go. I'm always for a while. listening to it. Sure. I just need to do a better job of putting it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. yeah, I've been listening to. I just sent it to you guys. I think um, new album from a from a band named. They're from Oregon. They're named. Uh, I'm gonna get, <laughs> mess mess it up now. After I'm gonna hype it up, Robert Henry and the Repeaters. Man, it's a phenomenal album. It's like their first album ever. And you wouldn't think a band from Oregon would be like this hardcore, like steel guitar, honky-tonk kind of vibe. But this guy's yeah. good. It's they good. sounded good. He's got a lot of Junior Brown influence to him, if you guys know who Junior Brown is. I know Tyler does. I know He's one of Cody's them. looking a little confused. <laughs> you'll, know, you'll know. You'll know. See my stargaze. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I listened to that album like on repeat. I listened to it like three times in a row the first day. Wow. I need so it's a, just like so good. I need a good like road trip to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's only like a 40-minute, maybe 45-minute album, so it's huh. not too big of a commitment. Knocked it out on the way. It's shorter than No Agenda. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, it's like three hours. So. I started listening to the audiobook of Joel Salatin's book, Folks, This Ain't Normal. Nice. I love that book. It's, I love that book. I mean, my goodness, if I can... If you enjoy at all what we sit here and talk about and you're on board with it in the slightest bit, you owe it to yourself to read that book. Um, Are you reading or listening? Well, I I like to sound cultured and say that I'm reading. (laughs) But Joel Joel was reading it to me while I drive. I Um, like to sound... Important and say I'm having this book read to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I like to work. Yeah, <laughs> like who's reading it? Joel himself. I'm having Joel read yeah. me his book. Um, but it's really good. I'm. I think I'm only five chapters in. But nice. Yeah, I, I think I've listened to it twice in the last yeah. three years. Like it's just there's a lot of good good nuggets in there. And then you kind of come back and you relearn them. Yeah. So Courtney knew something was up because we were uh, 
they were her the kids were starting to throw away some paper stuff and i said whoa 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 i said hang on let's that's good clean paper it's not colored i said that goes in the compost pile so i'm going and grabbing it <laughs> shredding it up and which i have Reducing a compost waste. pile anyway yeah. but yeah i've got a burn box over here by the trash yeah because i oh, we heat with yep. wood so we yep. burn and i'm like i don't need to fill my trash can up with all this burnable material right. like let me just burn it and get energy right. yeah it, so. so yeah so i've been listening to that um and it's it's been making me excited to get into the truck to drive um but i listen to it as well doing farm chores and everything so um but yeah in summary i guess we can start closing it out um i'm cody brabham at winnow Glen farm uh and i do want to encourage everyone if you haven't yet please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast give it a rating on the the server that you're listening to i'm not exactly sure how but somehow that helps with the uh algorithm of where that's going to pop up and maybe help us get out to some more people yeah um, i mean share it too tell your friends about it word of mouth is huge for yes. podcasting share the share the episodes and the, the words about it um yeah yeah i'm ryan mccartney dying breed ranch and i'm tyler rice from pike mountain farm thanks for listening to the appalachian farmcast <laughs>